All right, I'm back. <clears throat> so, I guess that I find being an artist, an artistically um, inclined individual, at least, it's appealing to me to consider life as, as art. I like the analogy. I like that if there's something that, a component that you don't enjoy about this piece that's on your palette, this, this, uh, this carving that you're working on, this sculpture that is you, that is your life, then you can change it. And you can tweak it. And you can salvage it. And you can make it better. And I've... I, look, I feel as though I've put together a pretty good piece. I'm happy with my life. A couple days into 2021, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied in what I've done. And I'm confident in the life that's before me and the kind of art that I want to produce. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Enough to give me a pretty decent night's sleep. Even though I'm struggling probably like the rest to get together, get to bed earlier and to wake myself from this uh, four day or basically eight days if you count Christmas and the holiday and the emotions and the frustrations and everything else you know through that now I feel like you know I'm ready life can come at me like I'm, a, I'm an out I'm out there painting a picture of it, or a new uh, load of wood has been dropped off, you know, it's like I have friends, fortunately, who care enough to if they see a pile of wood or something like that, or a tree that's gotten down, they think of me. Well, there's a load of wood that gets dropped off in my, in my house, and the wood is fucked up. It's had a life of its own, and it's been considered a threat. Maybe it's going to fall on your house, or maybe it's just whatever. People cosmetically decide they're going to cut down a tree. I'm a tree hugger, man. I love trees. I can't wait to plant more, but I like to sculpt with their dead bodies. That's <laughs> crazy, but it's what it amounts to, right? This lifeless cellulose, I get to take it and make cool things out of it that will be remembered for a lot longer, you know, that'll capture an emotion. Individual on a podcast recently said, life or art, people consider it, uh, you know, something to throw away or something of no value or of an intangible value, but really what life does, what art does is it captures a state of consciousness 
makes you feel a certain way. Oh, my little bear. I remember when uh, Dr. O, my chiropractor, I hired him to, to carve a bear for my father-in-law for his uh, mountain home. Or, you know, I remember when my son-in-law carved that for me, that waving bear. Or I remember when, yeah, a long time, 10 years ago, son, my uh, chiropractor, my boot camp guy, uh, we hired him to carve a parrot for us. That parrot that's been out on our... You know, the, the, you make memories with these things. You reflect and you... Uh, these carvings are there with you. And so this art, whatever it is. Hey, this bowl, Dr. O made that. And I'm talking about my, my physical sculptures. You know, the things that I do with my woodwork. Because that's very important to me, but... I've also regarded art in, in the ways that I work with the human body, uh, teaching people anatomy, the way that I get the, the, those kernels of information assimilated, or uh, the way I try to make people laugh, telling dad jokes, or telling stories, or playing the ukulele, or helping somebody out of pain, helping people see things differently. This is the type of art that I do. Or the way that I dress, or the way that I decorate my home, or the way... I'm not, this isn't about me. I'm saying that this is... These are options that we all have. How will we do all these things? How will we sculpt our world in the new year? In a crazy-ass time. To be alive, you know. You've heard a lot of the stories that I've told, and I know you have at least as many of your own regarding the day-to-day -day and the the struggles and the loss and the, the uphill battle that it was 2021. And the good times as well. You know, we made some moments that we will remember forever, courtesy of the, the, the shitty time in which we lived or the struggles that we faced in 2020. So what was the phone call about? The phone call was from a family member who was, uh, it was New Year's Day, 10 a.m. Text message came first. Can you talk? So this is friggin' the new year. We had stayed up late. I had had a few beers. Last thing I wanted to do, right, was to be messing around dealing with problems on New Year's and the, in the new year. But, you know, the problems don't stop just because he's wiped the slate clean. So this is my family member from up in upstate New York saying that there's drama with uh, her ex. They got two young kids that my parents played a major role in raising and grandparents basically raising these kids and my niece is a good person she does it she does her best but anyway this is like a fucking perpetual problem that I gotta I'm looked at that's a problem when you've got your shit together kind of sort of well that's good <laughs> that's really fucking good that's really good man oh 
That makes, that'll boost my spirits. Text just came in, my friends. Text just came in. So, <laughs> one of the things that I'm dealing with as a, as a doctor, as a, um, you know, as a business person trying to operate during a pandemic is that periodically, as I've told you, patients will call up or they'll text me, hey, because I'm close with everybody. Yeah, my, my daughter, my wife, somebody was exposed. I got to get tested. They're telling me because they saw me that week. See, people aren't doing a whole lot these days. I think most people are hunkered down more than, you know, even the ones that say that they that they don't give a shit and they're going to do whatever they want to do. And I definitely see a lot of people got together during the holidays and the new year and all that stuff, but people aren't doing as much. Anyway, I got a text message on New Year's Day. This is another uh, fucking strike on the on the board. Was um, patient said, hey, uh, my daughter tested positive. So... We all got to get tested. I'm thinking, oh, fuck. Because I had seen this patient, great friend of mine. And so I'm going right now to get a COVID test. Just because it's been my weekly ambition to do so and to try to operate safely and make sure that I'm not passing along the cooties, right? Which, it doesn't matter who you are these days. You could, I'm going to the fucking... Um, I could stop at the store or get it off a gas pump or... Uh, interact with anybody, and stranger things have happened than somebody catching this invisible enemy, hitching a ride on you. You know what I mean? Could have fucking thrown a stick to my dog this morning. Could have picked it up and her dander from somebody else that she interacted with, who interacted with somebody else or whatever. You know, the food that we ordered out last night. I could have picked it up in that, and so. This is the way of the world right now. But it sucks being a, uh, a businessman because I don't have anybody to, um, to cover for me. If I, can't, if I can't be present to manage patients to do my job. I don't see people. I don't get paid. And so very, very scary. Anyway, my friend whose daughter uh, is tested positive, unfortunately, um, the rest of the family is negative. And so that means that I am likely negative. But again, trying to do the right thing. I'm getting tested myself in eight minutes. Trying to protect you, my friends. If you see me in my office, trying to protect everybody. So everybody's got these these situations that we're trying to mitigate. So that was the second text message I got of 2021. It's my friend reporting that he was exposed potentially to the coronavirus, and therefore I might have been now we can conclude that I'm safe because he's safe, right? It's good to do these things and do it would have sucked if on the Monday coming back to work 
after the new year that I had to, you know, quarantine, right? And it would suck being having this because it would mean my entire family had it and that they would be, their activities would be curtailed, which would mean my daughter couldn't go to her cheer that was supposed to start up again this week and my wife couldn't go to work and, right? So nobody wants those dominoes to fall. Love and respect to my anybody who's affected by this crap. I'm ready for it to go away. And I'm excited for Tuesday's uh, COVID vaccine. And now I can be fully excited. Because I don't already have the shit. So, I'm going to take this test now. Heading to a CVS. By the way, this, as I told you, I try to get tested every week, but the holidays are tough with this sort of shit, right? Because you can't get in. A lot of things are closed and all that, so. So it was tough to get in, but after I, my buddy contacted me, I immediately made the first available appointment, so 2 p.m. today. So I'm going to go to CVS, and then I'll share the rest. Uh, looks like I got a line. So I'm going to share the rest of, of what's going on right now. So I get a contact from my... Yeah, Peter. They contacted by my, my niece, essentially. Can I talk? And so she's got a should-be ex-husband that she's separated from who's a fucking loser. I mean, loser. Hillbilly, drunk, abusive, all these things, you name it, this guy is that. He's fucking stupid on top of all of it. So that, that's, a, that's a common commonality in all this shit. So when you're dumb, life is hard. So, unfortunately, my parents have had to help to raise uh, my niece and this dirtbag's children. Now, they, it's a labor of love, especially for my mother. She loves a project. She loves little puppies, little kids that are so cute and innocent. But she's a problem. She's a, she's a whole shitstorm unto itself. She'll help everybody, but then she complains about it to no end. So basically, I got a contact from my niece saying, you know, child services got involved because the father um, pushing the kids around, something about uh, putting handcuffs on their feet, and who knows what the context was of that. I'd like to think that he was not really trying to restrain them, but rather kind of playing around. But whatever the case, the guy's a fucking deadbeat. The kids come back and tell my niece about this, and the kids didn't want to go back over there, and so they shouldn't have to go back over there. But then accusations come back across, and talking about, you know, restraining orders against my mother, who shouldn't be playing as much of a role in their ra raising these kids as she, as she does. And so she basically called the fucking, apparently... 
told the authorities about this behavior, which she should have, um, this alleged behavior, and the husband denied it. But this is dropped in my lap. I'm three hours away. I don't really have a strong relationship with any of these people where I see them every day. But I'm one of the, you know, just, can I lay this on you? Can I tell you about my problems? What's going on? And help me work through it. And so then my mother gets pissed because she tried to help, try to do the right thing. And everybody threw her under the bus. And now she wants to leave. And my father had a stroke a year plus ago. And he needs some care. He can't live on his own. And we're going to come, can we come down by you, which would mean they'd have to sell their house, and, you know, just negotiate, you know, it's, it's crazy, like, thinking about it when you're older, people think, like, oh, you, distance makes the heart grow fonder, right, so I was born and raised in the Jersey Shore, and my mother's like, oh, yeah, well, can we come down by you, can we come closer, better health care, a uh, little senior living, I can't do this all anymore. So to me, what it is, is when the shit hits the fan where you're at, you assume that you can just blow town. I'm just going to drop everything, and I'm going to cut my losses, and I'm going to leave. And my mother would do that typically without considering the dollars and cents of it or the logistics, just because she's stressed. She wants to get out. Well, this isn't like when you're a kid and you got no skin in the game where you can just run away. This is the real deal, man. This is a problem. You know, you can't... It, it, we're in the middle of a viral pandemic. Who knows what the, the housing market is up there? Who knows what, you know, what the logistics will be or whether you'll be able to weather them in terms of dealing with realtors and um, selling and buying and finding new lodging and dealing with neighbors. Right now, they can barely see their closest neighbor. I mean, they're there, but they're, they're isolated. They can they have their privacy. You're not going to have your privacy in New Jersey or even downstate Pennsylvania. And so... This is all, this is the shit that is like I'm knocking on my door, knocking on my door on January 1st, 2021, when I'm just trying to like take a breather and regroup and work on my syllabuses for the coming spring semester and just be thankful for all I have. All of a sudden people are loading things on me. This is one of the consequences, unfortunately, of having your shit together, is that people will tell you how they don't have their shit together and I don't know what they want you know what you or what you can really do to help them um, it's tough it's tough particularly for me because I got a fucking gigantic heart and I want to be there for people I want to help them but the last couple days I haven't slept so well and I've felt stressed and I've felt anxious. I think probably like most people, especially with today being an overcast day, people are like, oh, we start again tomorrow. What's it going to be like? I wonder what. On some level, even though we're all realists or most of us are, 
on some level, people think that, well, dude, 2021, like the, the, uh, the thing that likes, you know, religious scripts, that kind of like intangible aspect of our mind loves a story. We like to think that the year is an actual living, breathing entity that is going to do something to us. Or it's going to lay out this narrative that we need to follow, which isn't necessarily the case. But it feels like that, and I feel like that too. Like, oh, what's going to greet me on Monday? Is 2021 going to be better? Well, it's not. It's fucking 12 months long. So it's going to be a mix of good and bad. And despite these two things, how so how am I as an artist going to respond to these situations? So, I'm looking at my sculpture. I'm looking at a pile of wood. 2021, I got a big piece of, of hickory, we'll say, that is sitting in my driveway waiting for me to do something with it. It's still got the bark on. It's got some imperfections. It needs to be squared. It needs to be roughed out with a saw. And it's raining and it's freezing cold. And this piece of wood is just there. It just is. It's the palette. It's the year 2021. I get my saws out. I get my PPE on. I get my music playing. And I'm going to put on the Grateful Dead, which should have been a topic of another conversation. Because I... I believe it, and I heard it exclaimed, music is fucking tremendous, right? But it is like a beacon. The, the Grateful Dead, in particular, the notes that they play, the band, other like other, unlike other bands that have to hit every note and every high, uh, every guitar riff and every everything, the Grateful Dead kind of just, they're a jam band, so they just kind of get out there and they play, and they've got their various instruments and musicians and they're all just finding their spot kind of like a, a as previously discussed with a jazz troupe all these expert music musicians playing their instrument and finding where their instrument fits amid the rest of the troupe that is a beautiful thing and the grateful dead does that and there were enough people with tie-dye shirts and beards and um, joints and tripping on acid and eating magic mushrooms and tailgating and painting their vans and ascribing to the whole philosophy. There are enough people doing that to attribute you know, a, an important thing. It's like a beacon. It's like a message is being sent out there. So I'm going to play that while while I get my PPE ready. I'm going to, and while I begin my carving. Pause. <laughs> Sorry for these interruptions. I just took a, my CVS coronavirus test. So I encourage everybody to get these fucking tests, man. I'm going to order today 
uh, as recommended by um, a friend of mine who's also in healthcare. Her husband's runs a practice as well, and she's the office manager. She gave me a link to these uh, rapid tests that you do yourself. I think they're like 30 bucks a piece, but fuck it, I'll buy a couple dozen of them and have them on hand for the contingency, you know? When you need a quick result. So, just to close this out, there's a freaking hunk of wood sitting in my driveway. Actually, many hunks of wood. It's fucked up. It's got imperfections. It's still got the bark on it. It was a previously living thing. I need to make it look like something beautiful. Something that another person would treasure. A bear, a tiki, a bowl a whatever the fuck you want it to be I'll make for you I got a request this morning for a um, a Bigfoot a Sasquatch so I've never carved one of those and I'd love to and you know I can make that out of this these little unrefined hunks of wood As I do my carving and I listen to my Grateful Dead, my jam bands, I'll whistle while I work and I'll find a fucking way to make all the right cuts. And some wrong cuts will be made and I'll get a little fucking, my chains will dull and my I'll need to gas up my saws and I'll need to blow them out I'll need to set up and clean up and and the neighbors will be pissed off and it'll be imperfect conditions is what I'm trying to say but I'm going to make something fucking nice out of that piece of wood just like I'm going to make some nice things out of this year It don't matter if the worst happens. I will make a beautiful 2021. And for anybody who would lean on me or listen to this podcast or visit my office and needing help, or buy one of my carvings or become one of my students I'm here to help I can't help everyone and I there will be some circumstances that uh, just no two ways about it I you'll have to fix your own shit or at least meet me halfway and I'll do my best to help you my heart won't let me not be there for people and so I'm happy to serve but you know the best kind of help is self-help. So hopefully you are bound and determined to carve your up, yourself up a nice piece of artwork for the new year as well. What are you going to make? If you declare like a lot of people I know, oh, I'm not just artistic at all. I can't make anything. I can't do anything. Well, then you're fucked. 
You need to find a way to rise above this shit. You need to find a way to consider life something malleable, something that you can change and poke and prod and make it so that you can get through. And if you don't do that, you know, you're in trouble, man. It's going to be fucking hard. It's hard for the, those of us who have our shit together. Yeah. I guess I try to consider myself somebody who has their shit together. All right, well, listen, love and respect, my friends. I wish you all so well. And uh, there's that hunk of wood that I was talking about. How about that? Just with a little drive and with a little test and a couple text messages delivering some good news on top of the bad, I feel like everything's going to be okay. So now I can go eat lunch and do a kettlebell workout and ponder some of my next actions in this new year. I love you all, and I'm your biggest fan. Huh! <laughs>